1: Ingrid and the ministers here today. You and I'm just going to ask you, Ingrid, where does the name the ministers come from?
2: <sighs>
3: Honestly, I, I can't remember. I think I was walking down the street and the name came into my brain, and um, it was that or Cashmere for Cows.
4: Right. <laughs>
3: Um but luckily I asked a friend, yeah, and she was just like, No, it should be it should have your name in it and it should be clear that it's a woman at the you know, leading the band.
1: And so the electric tar, just gives you a lot more range, you know. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. all that.
3: Just a moment where I was and like Bethany. holy crap. I need a band, I need right. you know, I wanna do this, I wanna go electric. <right>. Oh, just the sound you can get out of that is amazing and yeah, I want that feeling, that kind of yeah, climax and org- you know, orgasmic kind of feeling. I just think it's
1: so cool. And yeah, you've been liberated by the oh, electric guitar, do you think? Yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. And I think I there was you know there was stuff before where I there were I had no female role models playing electric guitar, like right. I'm sure there were, but I didn't know.
2: Can't hold his drink deep down it's just like
3: I loved, you know, my Keith like Richards and, like all, Yeah. all my dudes. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I want to be like that, but um, no role models. And and so recently that's, you know, been changing quite a bit. And so then I just, yeah, it gave me a huge confidence boost. And I was like, yeah, I really want to do
1: this. Sorry, I just swore. Yeah, oh, but... it's all right. No one's listening. No one's listening. <laughs> <angry>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe she said it, though.
3: Expanding Horizons.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Expanding Horizons on Planes FM 96.9. And it's me, it's Cole. And I'm all on my own. Well, I'm not on my own because Marianne Lee is in the room as well. So, Marianne, welcome. Thank you for having me. No, no, it is awesome, awesome. But I'm on my own because Stu is away doing other duties. He's in the North Island, touch footballing. So, um, big shout out, big shout out to Stu. We miss you. We miss you, Stu. And I hope everything's going well up there. Now, I was going to say to you, Marianne, that last week... Um, we had good habits on the phone. Do you know good habits at all?
0: I don't believe I do.
1: Right. So they are an awesome duo, Bonnie and Pete, out of the UK. And they will be here. They're here on tour, actually, in the North Island and coming to the South Island. And on your travels, if you should come across them, you should um, get out and see them. And we're going to talk a little bit more later about your touring habits and all those kinds of things. But um, I just wanted to say firstly, though, so all the people who were listening, last week we when we had Good Habits on, I did make a bit of a blunder, a bit of a because I was talking about the Stone Roses, and I did mention the opening bass line to She Bangs the Drums, and I referred to it as John Squire, but of course it was Manny. Manny was playing it, not John Squire, so that was my error, so... Um my mistake. But anyway, if you want to listen to that mistake and all the other things that went right on last week's show, you can get on to Expanding Horizons. That's located on planesfm.org.nz or you can look up Spotify, or you can look up Apple Music Play, or you can look up somewhere else where Stu has hidden them all, because Stu does a lot of hiding, Marianne, of all, of all <laughs> our shows. But anyway, that's all right. Now, Marianne. This week, you are here, and it's wonderful to have you, and thank you very much for giving up your Saturday afternoon to come in here and, and talk music. And I noticed that you brought your guitar with you, so I I'm very happy about that. Oh, because sweet. Because you're going to play some music. And, um, folks, we have been doing a whole load of chatting, Marianne and I, off, off air, so we've got a whole load of things, to, interesting things to talk about. Now, one of the things that we were talking about was... Um, the fact that we talked about the veils, right? Yeah, we did. Because you, you were, you were um, bar Yes, in, <laughs> in London, there is a there is a tie between this, the veils, and you, and how we came to it, right? And we should just mention then that um, one of our previous guests had been playing in a bar, and um, he the barmaid had had started talking music to him. Said they really like what it, you know, she liked what he was doing. He asked if she played an instrument, and it was actually the bass player from the Vales, which got us talking because you barmaided. <laughs> I don't know if you've met anyone famous while you were there, but no, um,
0: not yet, not yet. Hopefully, hopefully one day I'll be the famous barmaid, yeah, surprising that, people. <laughs> yeah,
1: that would be fantastic. Right. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a Vales track, and um, this is, and we were saying this. Finn recorded this or wrote this when he was sixteen. And he was leaving um, New Zealand to go back to the UK. And this is off their first album. This is The Tide That Left and Never Came Back. And you are on Expanding Horizons on Planes FM 96.9.
2: Aside. The ships that are leaving shine so bright in the night time
4: That stories you write. Your voice is so pretty when gets caught in
2: the right
4: rhyme.
2: Expanding Horizons, doing it live, 96.9 FM.
1: That's right, we are doing it live and you can tell that I'm on the show. <laughs> I'm on the desk doing about a million things all at the same time and there was some serious dead air. So for all those people, Marianne's fans and friends who are listening in in the car, don't panic. She's still here. It's just uh, Cole's only got two hands and he, you know, can't do everything. Anyway, that was The Veils with the tide that left and never came back and we shall do this. All right, and that time is now, and we have Marianne Lee in the studio. And um, just as I was saying before, thank you for giving up your Saturday afternoon to, to come in. Did you want to shout out to all those people who are driving oh around furiously, God. or just sat in, sat in car parks somewhere listening <laughs> you, you know, on the?
0: You know, I'll the... give I'll give a shout out to to Jack who's listening in. I really appreciate. Yeah, these you know everyone tuning in and you know giving up their Saturday afternoon. Yeah, good on you, to Jack. To us. Yeah, go uh, go, Jack. That's <laughs> yeah, excellent.
1: Right, so you are on tour.
0: Yes, officially I am on
1: tour in the South Island. Right,
0: sure
1: am. Not one of those concerts where you just drive home.
0: Yeah, we were just chatting about how like my previous tours have been, you know, going to Hamilton or something like that. And I've just driven there, played and gone home. But no, this is like a proper tour. And I was saying how I really feel like a musician on the road. And yeah, yeah no, it's 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 cool. It's tiring, though. I slept for like 10 hours last night. I, needed, oh. I know. I needed every minute. Um, yeah, I've just been, I just came from Dunedin. I played a show at, at Inch Bar and it was amazing. And so many people came out to the show, which I wasn't expecting. I was fully expecting like an empty room. And bracing myself for it, but uh, yeah, first show in Dunedin, and it was it was really good.
1: So you've never been to Dunedin before? or I went Musically one, or just tourist-wise?
0: Like tourist-wise, I went once in high school, I think, for like oh. a day. I really don't remember it well. But first time playing a show then, first time really being in the city.
1: Right. Yeah. And how did you find that?
0: Beautiful. Lovely weather. I don't know if the weather's always like that, but it was yeah, sunny. Yeah, I don't think it's well known for gorgeous, that. No, just really. Uh, well, Auckland sure doesn't have good weather, so I was I was enjoying it.
1: Right. Yeah. And um, I was just going to ask you, you know what you were just saying before about normally you play and then you kind of drive home. Yeah. How, how do you find that? Like, you know, like as someone who goes to, to gigs, my ears are often ringing, right? <laughs> and I remember, you know, thinking about driving home, ears ringing and it's just – and then you're on stage so you've got all that adrenaline rush. Yeah, so how do you manage all for that?
0: sure. Well, I remember one night, it was the night before my 18th birthday and I had a gig in Hamilton I was opening for in the Shallows who were on tour and uh, we played Navarra Lounge – is that what it's called, Navarra Lounge? Yeah, I think so. Uh, You're telling the story, mate. <laughs> just keep going. I think so. Uh, no one's
1: fact-checking it, so don't worry. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and we just played it, and it was and it was cool. And uh, I think it was like you know 11 or 12 by the time that we were driving home and I think only my brother had come along to the show like from my like friend group or family whatever he he came along and so the whole drive home I was I had just gotten my license I was so nervous to be driving like this late at night like pitch black from Hamilton back to Auckland and you know adrenaline from the show and all of that and uh, he made things so much worse by reading me a scary story the entire drive home I was like shut up he was in the back seat <laughs> they were just reading me scary stories as we were driving through pitch black um, but yeah I think it kind of makes it more fun you know, you can stay over and in and whatever, and whatever city you go to, but I think it's kind of fun to always be on the road and, like, be a true touring musician. I you was know? going to
1: say true touring, in true DIY touring yeah, fashion, yeah. you caught a bus.
0: Oh, from, my God, I did. All
1: the way from Dunedin. None of this uh, <laughs> flying first-class rock and roll style.
0: No, I'm too, yeah, I'm too rock and roll for
1: that. So did you have your, um last week when I was talking to, or were we were interviewing Good Habits, because they have, it, um, like, a cello. And I was talking and I asked Bonnie about it. And so it had its own seat.
0: Oh, my goodness. On
1: the plane. I bet. Next to her. Wow. Which means she gets double meals, right? I suppose so. So I'm asking your guitar uh-huh. seat next to you oh my or goodness. underneath the bus?
0: Nah, it's so no, it it went underneath the bus. It's too heavy, you know, like if I, uh, yeah, I had to kind of drag my guitar around to all these different radio stations when I was in Dunedin as well. And my hand is like blistered from holding that massive guitar case. Ah. So I was super happy for the bus driver to, to shove it under the bus and for me <laughs> to enjoy Netflix on the bus ah. and just, you know. Yeah.
1: So I was going to ask you then, you um, lugging a big guitar around. Yeah. And you're now thinking, hmm, I should really play the ukulele.
0: You know, I, I actually learned how to write songs on the ukulele. That's did my you? First instrument. Yeah. I was part of a like ukulele group in primary school. Right. And I remember we had homework one week to go home and write a song. And I remember being like, this is dumb. Like, I'm not going to write a song. That's so lame. Um, but I did. And I just, I never stopped.
1: All so. oh, right. Yeah. And so how... So if we we take this opportunity to segue a little bit into your past, when did you first start, you know, becoming a musician kind of thing? You know, I know that when people are in primary school, like you said, they learn the ukulele or they learn the dreaded recorder or or sing in the school choir or whatever it is. But was there a point when you thought, right, this is me?
0: I always kind of – I was kind of delusional when I was younger and I always just, like, thought that I would – like, I remember my parents driving me around in, like, the car and I'd be in the back seat. <laughs> I remember this I have this one specific memory of, like, being at a petrol station and someone, like, just glancing at me as they walked past. And me being like, they don't know that I'm going to be famous one day. <laughs> like, that's, that's foul. How could I have that behavior, like, at eight years old? But, yeah, no, I feel like I always just wanted to be a musician. And it was always a dream of mine. And I suppose I really started working towards it when I was, like like 12. I think that's I started writing when I was 10 and when I was 12 I started you know playing shows and as I got older I you know moved to the guitar and um started recording and um just like put everything into it and I think I think the biggest kind of the best move for me was when I went to London in January of this year and just yeah kind of hustled over there and explored that music scene. So
1: you have a background of like you family is from the u k right, but you've yeah. been kind of here, there, and everywhere would that be an accurate description of your youth
0: um a little bit, yeah, I mean, I moved to New Zealand when I was six, so that's why I've got kind of a weird accent but um but yeah, we were always going back and forth to Europe because my mom's Polish, so right. yeah, visiting everywhere it really is I really am from everywhere it's kind of cool
1: and and so do you find that you know with the polish Influence. I, I, I wonder, do you listen to a lot of? Because my question was going to be, you know, when you're in the car,
4: mm-hmm.
1: is that where you kind of got immersed in? You know, this is my parents playing this music on a, on the tape or CD. And um, I wonder. And now I wonder if you have some influence. You know, was your mother listening to Polish kind of music as well? Or
0: that's a, yeah, that's a really cool question. My dad, like, he listens to, like, I want to say something cool and like indie and like rock and roll. He listens to Katy Perry. Yeah. He listens to, to Taylor Swift. <laughs> he's, um, no, but no he It's loves... a big
1: shout out to dad for yeah, doing that, right? Yeah, yeah, Good. Not all him. men can do that, I'm no. telling you. And pull it off. He which probably start... doesn't
0: want me to talk about it on the radio. <laughs> all but... right, we'll stop now. But, <laughs> but no, he, uh, he loves, he's always loved all kinds of music. So I think I got my love for music and lyrics from him. I remember him like playing Dolly Parton in the car and like talking about the lyrics and and reading the lyrics to me and stuff. But my mum, she plays like Polish like Christmas carols. Mm. She's like such a queen. She I love her and she, um yeah, she kind of she loves Abba. She loves Polish Christmas carols, but she also loves like Anna Jantar, which is like a Polish uh commercial artist and uh my mum, strangely enough, loves like do you know the Trisilla beat? Like Classic like Spanish music that's got the da, da, oh okay da, da, yeah. da, 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 that kind of beat yeah she um she loves that music so I think that's reflected in some of my music uh, but I think I mostly take inspiration from like Taylor Swift and, and okay. commercial artists because
1: I cause I was going to ask you uh, you know who you, who your early inspirations you know when you were twelve
0: yeah. and you were kind of
1: like I'm going to start writing songs
0: yeah
1: did you think to yourself then I'm going to write songs like this yeah. person.
0: For sure. I think that Taylor Swift was such an inspiration for me because I think at that time, if you think about the early 2000s, I think like teenage stars were kind of writing as if they were writing music as if they were like in their 20s. Or like they were writing music to be kind of like they were writing cool music rather than like confessional diary entry S kind of stuff. And I loved Taylor's music because it just felt like a teenager writing to a teenager, or like mm-hmm. an adolescent writing to an adolescent, and I and I really resonated with that. And so I think it inspired me to write music that was true to me and that was about my life rather than trying to write about like cool experiences that I hadn't had yet. Mm-hmm. So that's what I loved and I wanted to I wanted to be like that.
1: Right. Yeah. And and of course Times Woman of the Year or Person of the Year, right? I know again, so again. So
0: cool. I have you read that article?
1: No, I haven't. No. Oh, no.
0: it's so sick. She, she just chats all about her career in that, and I, um, yeah, I, I just I'm so inspired by her her work ethic and her journey.
1: Right. Yeah. And so, um, twelve years old. And <laughs> I, I was gonna I was gonna say to you, you know, your dad listening to Katy Perry. Um, I remember as a child traveling. We used to travel from Maidstone in Kent into London to visit my grand which is really only an hour but we had to take sandwiches and tea and oh, yeah. have a stop off in a, in a layover of course. Um, we had an 8 track in the mm-hmm. car this has given away my age a little bit mm-hmm. an 8 track cassette and oh my gosh, we had this like horrendous country music, um, not even the good stuff, not like Glen Campbell or anything like that, but this other. So I, I always had that in my head, <laughs> you know, in my youth. So nothing as cool as like so yeah. for your dad listening to Katy Perry. Uh, right?
0: I know it's kind of funny. I mean, it would one day be like Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, and the other day it would be like the boring radio Uh-oh. or you know just podcasty stuff. But no, um, I do think that I got my love for lyricism from him because. He um he's always singing in the kitchen and it's really funny when I walk into the kitchen and he's and he's singing my songs and he's got his headphones on and he has no idea that I'm like oh. right behind him that's quite fun that's cool. i think that's cool so yeah my parents are cool they they do they love my songs and my mum is so funny because she's the most like conservative, sweet little Polish lady and, you know, if I ever have, like, I swear in some of my songs now and she's always like, "Mariska, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's really, I know that I'm, <laughs> like, if I'm wearing a cool gig outfit or whatever, I know it's a cool outfit if my mum disapproves, you know? It's, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah. And, and I was going to get you to sing a song in a moment, but okay. I just you saying that, I just wanted to, um, like tell a little story. So Billy Bragg was asked once, you know, like about whether his mother was proud of him, <laughs> and you know, having such a long career and being so successful. And he said, "Hey, look, I play I play punk rock. It's not for parents to be approving of. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, I totally relate to that. My parents, they'll come to the shows and they'll sit politely, and yeah. then they'll leave. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I do know that they're, they're very supportive, but it's probably not written for them in mind. You know? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Now." We've talked a little bit about um you know, you your writing and how you did it when you were twelve. So I really want to get you to um play us a track now. Because Absolutely. people will be like, Cole, no one's interested in listening to you, mate <laughs> well listen to Marianne. And so what's the name of this track, Marianne?
0: So this song is called Best of Me. Best and of Me? Yes. And I wrote this song when I was sixteen, uh, for this songwriting competition we had in Auckland called Smoke Free Rock Quest. Oh, right. Uh, I wrote it like two days beforehand and uh, I'm going to play it for you now.
1: Right, so I'm just going to play this little ID. Live, loud and simply awesome. You're listening to the live music experience on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9.
2: i uh-huh. Expanding Horizons plants FM 96.9
1: That's right. You are back. Expanding Horizons plants FM on a Saturday afternoon and it's cold without stew but with Mary Ann Lee. Lee. And <laughs> I'm just going to say awesome and I'm going to get you to back announce that song. So yeah,
0: Absolutely. That was best of me. Right. Uh, my original
1: song. So, how how um, long did it take you to write that?
0: I wrote that one in probably about three hours. Really? Um, Yeah. No way. (laughs) I generally write my songs within like an hour or two.
1: Really? So just something comes to you and then you like just, I've got to get this down and then it just, does it come out fully formed or?
0: No. So I remember with this song I was at school and I had this idea, like I had the descending, like the da, da, da 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 kind of thing. And I had some chords and then I went home. I got home from school and then I wrote it in about three hours and I just developed on the idea. It was going to be a love song. And then I was like, that's lame. I'm going to write a sad song. And (laughs) I did.
1: (laughs) And So you know when you get this, like something comes into your head, like that kind of melody or the the tune or whatever it is? Yeah. Is it like an itch in your brain that you've got to...
0: Totally.
4: I've got to
1: get it down before it like drives me mad.
0: Literally, it's just like that. And it's like I sometimes I'm not in the mood to write. Like the other night I had just gotten I just arrived to the hotel in Dunedin and I was exhausted. I had been traveling and I was like, I'm gonna watch Netflix. I'm gonna watch Gossip Girl and then I'm gonna go to sleep. (laughs) But I had the song idea, so I wrote a song that night and I was I remember I was just so tired, but I, I had to write it. So it's the same kind of thing. You you get the initial idea and um, you kind of bully yourself into finally forming oh, okay. you know, figuring it out
1: because you i 'm guessing if you just go to sleep on it it 's only going to wake only gonna it's gonna wa-
0: wake you up in the, <laughs> in the middle of the night yeah
1: and um, so my question next question will be about um is it lyrics first or is it tune first, or does it kind of doesn 't matter it flips
0: it kind of depends, but more more often it 's i think lyrics like i have um I'll be like, you know, working at a cafe, like making a mm-hmm. little coffee or something and I'll get an idea or maybe I'll be like, often I'm in the shower because I feel like I do a lot of shower thinking. I don't know about other people, people tuning in right now, but I do think a lot of the shower and, um, and I just get ideas and I have to like grab my phone, like, you know, with a soaking wet hand, hopefully I don't break <laughs> it and just record the idea before it goes. Um, it's yeah.
1: I've often wondered about that whole kind of shower idea is that. You know, like generally, I guess people aren't doing a hell of a lot of concentrated work while they're in the shower.
0: Yeah, are just standing there, you know. Yeah, you
1: no, know, and it allows your brain to kind of run free, right? Mm. And of course, it's quiet time, isn't it? It's a bit like sitting quietly on the couch just on your own. There must be something therapeutic about the water on your, on your back, on your head or whatever as well that kind of allows you to... Literally. your brain to run free.
0: I love the shower. You know, maybe we're unlocking something here. I think that we've had a revelation because I love the shower and I maybe it's because uh, as creatives we're always just thinking about so many things, mm-hmm. thinking about the next steps, songs, melodies, whatever. But when you're in the shower, all you can do is just kind of stand there and enjoy... Chilling out yeah. for like ten minutes, you yeah. know. Yeah, no, I love showering. It's
1: and nuts. you know, I was just going to say, when you're in, when you're in hotels and you're touring, you're not paying for the hot water, so just no, stand there for half an exactly. hour.
0: Exactly, I agree with that. Get I- a
1: waterproof guitar, <laughs> away you go, right?
0: That would be cool. Is that- there such thing as a waterproof guitar? Probably.
1: I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, um, so. You know, you're writing those lyrics because I was thinking to myself then when you mentioned, you know, um, working in cafes and all those kinds of things and or working in bars, you see the world, don't you, Mm. from behind that counter. Yeah, you do a lot
0: of people watching. And I think, you know, Taylor Swift being one of my inspirations, she does talk sometimes about how when she was in primary school, in in school, whatever, um, and she started writing, it was because she didn't fit in and she just kind of, resorted to people watching and just being an observer and like being on the outside and I think a lot of artists are like that a lot of creatives are like that you just people watch and observe and um I used to be like that a bit in school as well believe it or not I was not cool I was (laughs) I I cannot
1: uh, believe what you're talking about
0: I can't believe it either I think
1: you're just making this up no
0: but no I I I just did a lot of people watching and a lot of observing and it's great material for writing and you know it's the same with being at a pub or being you know being a barista. you see a lot of the world, as you said.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say, you talking about creatives as well, it it seems to me that people who are whether they're artists, musicians, authors, whatever it is, they see something occurring, Mm -hmm. but they see it from a different angle. Mm. They see it from a different interpretation than people who are just blindly watching. Yeah. someone throw a ball against a wall, yeah. someone seeing something else going on. And I, I guess that when you're in those situations where there's a lot of people socialising or going about their days, you can observe and you can then reflect on that, right?
0: Absolutely. I've been trying to get into poetry a little bit more. I went to – I did a TED Talk last year um, and I, I performed at the TED Talk and there was this poet speaking about how she writes and and – where she gets her inspiration from. And she was talking about how she wants, you know, she can get inspired by, like, an empty coffee cup on, like, on a table. Or she was at the hospital and she saw, like, flowers in a basket, like, in, in the rubbish bin. And, you know, you just wonder about the stories behind those things. And I think I think it's so beautiful to be inspired by... Real life things. and Everyday everyday things and and changing them and seeing them from a different angle. So I've been wanting to like write poetry. I think it's almost a form of songwriting. And uh, I think, yeah, I think it's... Well, Leonard Cohen, right? Yeah.
1: Prime example. Yeah. You know, poet and then musician. (laughs) Now, I was going to say, when you were playing that song, right, um, I was thinking to myself, there's such a delicacy to this (laughs) song, right? So delicate, but strong... Within it, right, yeah. and I, in my mind, um, I could see you like on the stage, and it's and it's kind of quite darked out with one kind of light on you as you play that, right? Which then leads me, because I'm segwaying, and you'll see where this is going to go. Okay, what about this tour? So where where people are going to be listening to you, thinking right? We, we reckon Marianne's going to be really cool so we need to check her out. <laughs> so where can they check you out?
0: Yeah absolutely.
4: Where can they
1: come and see you perform?
0: So tomorrow night I'm playing at Wonder Bar in Littleton um, I'm very excited about it um, all the information is on Under the Radar um, and yeah tickets are $10
1: which is like,
0: that's like you're two, just that's giving it away even, right? It's not even two coffees at, in this economy crazy. <laughs>
4: That is crazy um, price yeah, right? So,
0: so Wonder Bar tomorrow night um, come along I think I think doors are like eight PM, seven thirty.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. And um Sweet. have you got someone supporting you as well?
0: Yeah, we've got Harry Burt and we've got Gibson. Um so two local acts. Excellent. Um, so you have to be there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. do. That's yeah. right. <laughs> of course if you're listening on Thursday night, you're too late, right? You miss you miss the boat in a big way. And
0: you'll just have to come to my Auckland show next week. Yeah, year. that's right. Just <laughs> Sorry, fly guys. up fly up yeah. there yeah. now.
1: I am conscious, Marianne, that you have guitar. You didn't bring it all this way just to play <laughs> one track. And I would love you to play another track.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: so what have you kind of got in your kitty?
0: So this next song is one that I really, it's one of my favourite songs to perform live. Um, and I wrote it on a Friday night when I was feeling particularly bored and boring and all my friends were out doing fun things. And uh, And I remember just being like, whatever, I don't care, it's fine. I'm not bothered. <coughs> And uh, this song is called I Don't
1: Care. Right, so hang on. Live, loud and simply awesome. You're listening to the live music experience on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. I
2: got this vision of you staying out late she takes you back, you're thinking it's a mistake If love were fair, we'd all be playing the game But that's not what we do I'm sleeping on the other side of the bed Don't need no friends with all these thoughts in my head You're saying things that I'd rather forget But that's not what we do to smell this still on you, but I don't care. I'm not bothered. If you want it you can have her. I don't care, and it's not fair. If it's defeat, cause that's just what you do Horizons
1: on planes FM. That's right. You are back on expanding horizons, planes FM ninety six point nine with Cole No Stew, but the super super cool Marianne Lee <laughs> and uh, Marianne. That was an amazing track. Oh, and thank I, you so much. When when you said to me you like you really like playing it, like I get it right. <laughs> I, you know, like. I would love listening to it live. It's I know fun. I just did, but I mean...
0: Oh, we well should come to the show tomorrow it's night.
1: awesome, right? I'll
0: be playing it tomorrow. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> and just mentioning that show, nice one. We're going to segue straight into a quick ad for the Wonder Bar. Tomorrow night, Marianne Lee, get your tickets under the radar, $10. I'm telling you, she's given that away. That is giveaway yeah. prices, oh, right? You. Yeah. you need to You need to turn up and go, look, I've bought two tickets. It's only me, but I've just bought another one for someone. Yeah. Because oh. that is such... A good deal, you you. So that proper wonderful song, right? Like I loved it, loved it. So thank
0: you so
4: much. You
1: know, I was listening to the lyrics, going, "Really, (laughs) someone doesn't want you? Someone (laughs) as cool as you? What's going on with that? It's crazy talk, man. (laughs) You must have been singing it on behalf of someone else."
0: No, no. I, I feel like I feel like musicians are like the most like. Mentally unwell people. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like I do think that. Well, like, I've
1: met a few. <laughs> I'm gonna go with you on it.
0: <laughs> I think that we just like, yeah. I think we're such overthinkers and um, a bit delulu. Um, and yeah, I think that song I definitely wrote when I was just having like, can I swear on here?
1: Uh. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Okay,
0: if, when I was having a shit night, I was oh, just like... yeah, that's all right. That's yeah, all right. I, just, um, I just remember just being like, you know what, I'm going to write the song because
1: I don't care anyway. But yeah. no,
0: I'm really glad you like it. It's on Spotify, cheeky plug. It's called I Don't Care. You should. People should,
1: like, get on there, buy it, yeah. download it a yeah. thousand times.
0: Yes, please. Yeah. It's going to be
1: cool. And um, you saying that like you think creative people or musicians or artists are quite mentally... on. Un- <laughs> I was just going to say... Um, you don't see great painters or whatever in the past going, yeah, no, I just had a three-bedroom house, lived in suburbia. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? They're all like crazy way out here. Yeah. And like they, and living on the edge of society kind of thing.
0: Absolutely. I think, yeah, I wonder if maybe we have to be that way, you know, being on the edge and being on the outside and observing other people and maybe overthinking to create good art. I wonder. That's, that's, an, that's a thing that people say. You have to... You have to kind of go against the crowd to to stand yeah. out and create good art, but yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. I hope not. I mean, there's plenty of people, you know, like just making kind of those run-of-the-mill songs, but do we need more of those? Mm. <laughs> I don't think we do, mm. you know, those fillers on those compilation albums. We need people like, yeah. you know, like you doing all that kind of... It's amazing, right? Thank you. So this this whole tour thing, right? Mm. So you you um, are down in South Island, rolling have you been to Dunedin, your Christchurch, yes. where else are you going?
0: Uh, so playing Christchurch tomorrow night, and then I'm back in Auckland to for one day, and then I'm off to Hawke's Bay. Oh, really? Uh, we're going to Napier, yep, and we're going to be playing a show with Danica Bryant, and then an Auckland show like the next day after that. It's just crazy, and then another Auckland show, and then Wellington. So we're just all everywhere. All
1: this before Christmas?
0: Yes, I know.
1: Tell That's you crazy. what, yeah, you know, <laughs> if people are out there thinking, well, "What am I going to get?" My loved one for Christmas, <laughs> they should be getting some music from you, right?
0: Yeah, a CD. I've got sticker sets,
1: right? Like... Good. This is my neck gone. Yeah, you yeah. keep going, right? Oh,
0: I designed. Uh, I designed some cool little stickers that have like my lyrics on them and stuff, and I hand cut them. By myself, like on the bus, on the way here. No <laughs> way. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I've, um, yeah, I've made these little sticker sets um, that I'm just giving away for donation at my shows to thank people for coming along.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> so, Because I was going to ask you about, um, Stu and I always ask about merch, because yeah. I think it's so, everyone likes to go away from a wonderful gig with a bit of something, right? Yeah. I mean, you take away your memories, and that's all cool. But you want to be able to show, hey, look, you know how cool I am. I went to see this cool, the coolest person in Christchurch <laughs> today, and yeah. this is what I got. Yeah, you know? oh, it's fun. Or because then it prom- that prompts people to ask, what's what's these lyrics about? Mm. Where do you get those lyrics from? Are mm. they yours? Mm. No, they're not.
0: Mm. Yeah, um it was really cool. I um as I was saying earlier, I was fully prepared to play to some empty rooms in Dunedin, but some some people came along, which was amazing, and they bought CDs and I got to sign the CDs and uh-huh. sign some posters and that's just like the most um amazing feeling as a musician that people resonate with your lyrics enough to, you know, spend money in, on on your work.
1: Cuz I was going to ask you, you know, um when you're playing those tracks in in those venues and you can see people who are really connecting with the vibe mm. of the lyrics. I mean, that's got to be powerful for you, right? That's got to be such a big feedback loop, right? You're giving them and they're going, yeah, I get this in in a big way.
0: It's so nice. Like I had, a, uh, I suppose, a fan come up to me at the Dunedin show. It's okay to say that, right? <laughs> it's okay it's to cool. have a fan. It's so cool. Um, and he came up to me and he said, hey, I'm Hamish and I and i i've been loving your music for years and i saw you're finally doing a show in my area and i just wanted to say i love your music and that was amazing and and like he asked me for a photo and i was like oh my god can i get a photo with you like my <laughs> like a fan that's so cool um so yeah it's a, it's a real like pat on the back when people resonate with what you're doing
1: yeah i was going to say um like you and I were talking off air about Lisa Crawley. I'm a big fan of Lisa Crawley's, mm-hmm. right? And I went, oh, the, the, you know, the first time I saw her was here at the um, the dark room and it's kind of, is about the size of your pocket, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was wonderful. And the next time I saw her, she was touring with Greg Johnson. Um, and, and then I, I went to see her during sound check, and I was like, and then I started talking to her. I think she was, whoa, like amazed, you know, like, the, and then, it's just great when someone comes up and says, you know what? Things that you do in your head, in your heart, in your hands made me feel better about myself.
0: Yeah. I have I'm like such a fan girl. Like I love so many Kiwi artists and um I'm I'm lucky enough to do a show with one of my favorite Kiwi artists, um Danika Bryant in Napier, which is um yeah, my next tour stop. And I'm so genuinely excited like um her music is beautiful, so I totally, I think it's so cool when people resonate with my music the same way that I resonate with other people's, uh,
1: yeah. Ryan's going to keep you, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just looking at some Danica Bryant on the old YouTube. Oh
0: yeah, play yeah. play
1: Tunnel of Love. Tunnel of Love, Yes, right. that's one of my
0: favourite I'm looking,
1: I'm looking, I don't even have my glasses on, so I can't <laughs> see anything. Is it on there? Oh, I don't know. Let's have a look. So Danika Bryant, so how did you come across Danika Bryant?
0: So actually on my first ever trip to Christchurch um, in high school, I got to go to this incredible songwriting workshop hosted by Bick Runger. Um, and I fell in love with the city. It's beautiful, by the way, especially in winter. I love that I can actually wear a winter coat here as opposed to Auckland, which is too hot oh, all yes. the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And uh, I met Danica, She was also at the songwriting workshop. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it was such a cool Place to meet artists, and I've been in love with her music ever since.
1: Right, so I'm going to take this as a tip because now we've got a ton of love Woohoo. lined up, and so you're listening to Expand Horizons. It's Cole. There's no stew, but it is the absolutely wonderful Marianne <laughs> Lee who is on tour here. And I'm just going to take another little moment to say tomorrow night, Wonder Bar. It's ten dollars under the radar. Bring some extra money, buy some merch, take it home, experience it, and we're going to listen to. Danika Bryant with her track Tunnel of Love Ooh. and you're on Expanding Horizons i trapped in a tunnel of love
2: It might not be so bad If I could find In anything The harlequins Have gone to bed The lights are getting dimmed Much fun. Glasses, you turn's pink to blue. I see that this is done. I want to live forever in your heart, like. tunnel of love, I'm trapped in the tunnel of love.
3: Standing
1: Horizons. That's right. You are back with Cole, anyway. Not with Stu, but with Cole and Marianne Lee, and we were just listening to Danica Bryant's track, Tell of Love, which is a suggestion from our guest today, yes. Marianne. So thank you very much. Well, thanks for playing a great it. track, right?
0: I love this
1: song, yeah, and she's a Kiwi artist, so... Yeah, oh, okay. Now, I was going to ask you then, um, because I just mentioned to you just before that... Um, I, you know i was I was keen on watching you when you played guitar because I wanted to see like how you played the fingering that you did on the you know like on the fretboard or whatever all that kind of it really interests me how people how people play and i, I but I didn't want to put you off being so close you know what I mean?
0: yeah no i I love watching people perform and I feel like um yeah I've watched so many videos of tales of performing live, so right. I totally get it
1: but, and, Yeah. When I was younger, my favourite, you know, like when you'd, you'd watch music videos, and and it's really nice when they put on something and it tells a story, but I really just like watching the band stand there and play their <laughs>
0: instruments. True, true music fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I really like that. Now, I was going to ask you, because we've been talking about your concert, your gigs, because you're on tour over at the Wonder Bar tomorrow, tomorrow night, over the Wonder Bar, under the radar, $10. If you had a gig or what's a favourite gig that you've been to or someone that you really wanted to see in a big way?
0: Oh, my gosh. You know what I'm so excited about? There, okay, I have two. I have one answer, mm-hmm. but I've talked about Taylor Swift so much that I feel like I should give a second answer <laughs> was as gonna, well.
1: I was going to say, yeah. But,
0: you know, so, you know, she's on her Errors tour right now and yep. it's like the, the most insane show. It's three hours long. It's impossible to get a ticket. Right. Well, I got a ticket and I no can't way. believe it yes I did get it. I'm so excited about it so I'm seeing her in August wow. uh, which is insane but I have to I feel like I have to give another answer because Taylor you know yep. we already know we've established that I like Taylor Swift but um, I saw I saw Maisie Peters like, the, like a month before I like went back to New Zealand from London right. it was the most intimate show um Put on by Banquet Records in the UK. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so cool. It was the most intimate show, like £10 tickets. She just she just sat there with her guitar and talked about her songs, Maisie Peters, and I'm obsessed with her lyric writing, and she's such a cool musician. She toured with Ed Sheeran, so it was such a unique show, and she's so huge now, I reckon she probably won't do a tiny show like that again, but that's probably my favourite show.
1: Where was the venue that you saw? Right? It was
0: um, Kingston, what is it called? Oh, Prism. Oh, right. Yeah, real nice, yeah.
1: Okay, so um, I was going to say those those small intimate shows where you're just like feet away from the musician, I mean, how great?
0: They're, they're my favourite. They've always been my favourite and that's why I'm super excited. For this tour, I'm touring solo, so I'm, I haven't got my band with me for these South Island shows and it makes it so special. I can sit down chat with the crowd they can request songs like at the Dunedin show the other night I had a f- I had someone sc- like yell out play Streetlights and that's the song I wrote like when I was 17 it has like no plays on Spotify oh, no one plays really? that one yeah and, and she was like can you play it and I was like absolutely I can um so that's what you'll get if you come to my show tomorrow night at Wonder <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: you'll be able yeah. to request absolutely so some years ago I um, went to see Dave Graney right so Dave Graney Australian artist um and I'm going to say that he was on the very first CD I ever bought, right? Really? So, I mean, I had loads of vinyl, right, from way back, like mm-hmm. buying seven, seven inches and, and 12 inches and all that kind of thing. But when CDs come out, they're a bit like, whoa, whoa you know. And anyway, mm-hmm. I bought this Fire, Fire of London records, Fire of London, right? And it was all these artists that were on there. And Dave Graney was on there with a song called The World is Full of Daughters. Mm-hmm. It's a great track, right? Anyway, I saw him he- here in Christchurch. Um, it was just like me, my mate, and some bloke with a dog, right? Hmm. Like That was that was it. Wow. And Dave and his wife were on stage. And I, I went amazing. up to him at the break and I went, can you play a world full of daughters? And <laughs> he just looked at me and went, yeah. like, it was a revelation, yeah. right? That someone knew something from his back catalogue that was way, way back, yeah. you know? It's and, such uh, a
0: cool moment when that
1: happens. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, you know, like, that's, that's part, of just you on your own, was that... Did you did you not want to bring the band, or was it just you wanted to be a more intimate?
0: I I feel kind of like sets? It's my first tour in the in the South Island, so there was a few different reasons. It was partly because I wanted to kind of try out touring by myself. Partly because bringing a band is very expensive, and another one uh, I just yeah I wanted to just dip my my toes in the water a little bit.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. I was going to say, it's it's hard. I mean, it's okay for you to get on a bus. And the guitar go underneath. Yeah, but, but if you've got to bring,
0: bring some drums and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, what, yeah. it's tour van material. That, that's, eh? that's for that's for when I'm when I'm a, a bit further along, I reckon.
1: Uh, further along. Are you going to say then when you're famous? Is that what you're going to say? I was going to say for? when
0: I'm Taylor Swift, but I just didn't want to say Taylor Swift again. So I need to think of like another person. <laughs> just so
1: anyone's listening, right? It's Marianne Lee, not Taylor <laughs> Swift, in the audi- in the uh, in the show at uh, the show at the moment. I'm just looking because we are running
0: out of no. time.
1: Marianne, we are. I'm afraid we're just and chatting too. We only sorry.
0: We're just chatting too much.
1: And I was just going to say we're only just scratching the surface. So wow. I want to take this opportunity to thank you very much for coming in today and filling everyone's afternoon with some sunshine oh. and much coolness. <laughs> and um, I also wanted to um, to welcome to ask you to come back at some time when you're back in Christchurch.
0: Absolutely. And
1: um, people. One more time, the wonder bar. Right, yes, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow night, night, from about seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Get along. It's ten Ten dollars. Sorry, um, on under the radar, maybe on the door as well.
0: Yep, on the door as well.
1: Bring bring some extra change. Dig around the back of your couch. Buy some merch. It'll all be wonderful. And I'm just going to say, I'm not going to play the ID, but for sign of the Firebird for Rob. You are listening. If you're listening and you're thinking sign of the firebird, get out to the famous grouse there at Lincoln tonight because they are playing down there after the Lincoln Parade, which was on today. So it's probably time that we got up, got down and got outside. And I say thank you, Marianne, because it's been wonderful and good luck on your tour. And I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and all those kinds of things. And hopefully we'll see you next year.
0: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you.
1: All right. See you later. Bye.